नमस्ते वेलकम टू एंड्रॉइड पॉडकास्ट आई एम अनुपम सिंह एंड आई एम विवेक सिंह वी टॉक अबाउट व्हाट्स न्यू इन एंड्रॉइड बेस्ट प्रैक्टिसेस एंड हाउ टू बी अ बेटर एंड्रॉइड डेवलपर द वर्ल्ड इज स्ट्रगलिंग इज स्ट्रगलिंग अ लॉट करेंटली विद द ग्लोबल पेंडेमिक डिसरप्टिंग द लाइव्स एंड द हेल्थ ऑफ पीपल एंड विद द ऑनसेट ऑफ डिजीज इनोवेटिव टेक सॉल्यूशंस वर नीडेड with prevention being the only cure for covid-19 social distancing was the best defense system we have for people who are not yet exposed to covid but for people who are unfortunately exposed to covid contact tracing was a need of the hour alongside with the lockdowns india as a country went into lockdown for the first time on 25th march 2020 and on 2nd april 2020 the government of india released the arogya setu app to enable contact tracing in india The app was jointly developed by the government and various volunteers from the private sector and the universities. And today we have one of the volunteer who has contributed heavily to the Arogya Setu app, Niharika Arora. So Niharika is a senior software engineer at One MG. She is a regular speaker at various mobile app development conferences, and she has agreed to lend some time to shed light over the tech that went into building the Arogya Setu app. Welcome, Niharika. It's good to have you on Android Ears. Hi Anupam and Vivek. Uh, thank you for uh, inviting me to enjoy this. Uh, Anupam, to be honest, forget about thanks. Just first tell us how the hell did you land a job at Arogya Setu? Yeah, it's an interesting story actually. Uh, initially, India was using manual contact tracing, and but manually tracking people in a country as big as ours is a human overtask, right? and i would say uh, it's practically impossible because uh, it it is dependent on a person's memory which is fickle hence the government uh, realized uh, that there was a need for a technology driven solution uh, to identify the hotspots and tracing the individuals who have been in contact with an in- infected person the government encouraged the industry leaders to come up with some solutions to fight against this uh, covid-19 and prashant our ceo here at 1mg uh, asked us if we wanted to contribute towards the effort and i just voluntarily stepped up and this is how i got the opportunity to be a part of something that has a great impact on human lives and it was an amazing opportunity for me to be a part of uh, this arogya setu team and i am just extremely proud of the work we have done uh, well to be honest niharika we are really very thankful to you and the whole arogya setu team uh, for creating such an amazing tool which run on such a massive scale and you guys did it in a very short span of time yeah uh, so niharika for our audiences who may not know can you elaborate on what contact tracing is okay uh, in simple words uh, you can take contact tracing as uh, just putting yourself in someone's shoes and going back in time and identifying the people you have met uh, let, let me take an example from the computer world itself um, just corona virus is nothing uh, just a computer virus which is spread in the world of computer networks where you have various nodes connected to each other now you have to develop a relationship among these nodes uh, so that if one of these nodes get affected by the virus uh, others can disconnect from that node and similarly if i take the example from the real world uh, coronavirus is spreading uh, person to person through contact 
we want the ability to know with whom an infected person got in contact with and then who those people met and and so on and this way we can quickly identify and isolate possible virus host and warn others to avoid the contact and this is the gist of the term this contact tracing and now you can do this process about uh, i explain uh, manually or with a tech enabled platform uh, like the arogya setu app okay uh, so what are technologies you guys use for contact tracing yeah so our requirement was to allow sharing data in a close range uh, at max i can say uh, 10 to 15 meters across uh, which we are again uh, filtering on our back end itself so we had various options to choose from uh, for example nfc uh, that is the near field communication uh, you can use it for very short range uh, it, it just uh, 10 cm only and also the transfer rate is uh, very slow Uh, and and um, more uh, above this, uh, a lot of Android devices don't have NFC, so it wasn't uh, of much use to us. Uh, also, GPS has another drawback as uh, it requires another network for the transmission of coordinates. Um, it requires a cellular Wi-Fi network for it, so hence uh, it too fell short of our requirements. Then we tried BLE, which is uh, Bluetooth Low Energy. Uh, it's very easy to connect. and communicate over shorter ranges through BLE and also it uh, determines the dis distance which could ultimately help us in approximating the closeness between two persons when whenever they came in contact and that too without requiring another network for transmission so this is what uh, we went ahead with okay uh, that that's obviously very insightful nirg but if i remember correctly the arogya setu app does ask for a location permission as well correct and it it wants me to enable my location services and and the bluetooth both of them why is that okay uh, i can say arogya setu is uh, not just a contact tracing app uh, we are doing more than that like finding the hotspots uh, the emerging hotspots as well and with the current situation um, i think this is all, also of utmost importance and to tell you uh, we aren't storing location data on our servers we are just using them for our nearby stats etc and one more thing uh, bluetooth api scan documentation that itself says that bluetooth can be used to locate a user uh, it can be used for uh, that thing so they have made it mandatory to include this uh, location permission and likewise uh, some oems have uh, manipulated this ble implementation for their own purpose and they need this location services to be on otherwise um, you may not know about that uh, the, your scan scan will uh, fail silently so yeah i think there are some valid reasons for location enabling for the app uh, okay well uh, when any apps ask me for constant location permission you know i always get a bit scared <laughs> so uh niharika uh, uh, you mentioned something called ble uh, is it something that is different than normal bluetooth uh okay for the app to be really effective uh, it needed to be in constant scanning mode right to detect the contacts and this this added a risk of battery drainage if we are doing is that's incorrectly and 
even though we are in 2020 uh, battery is still a limited resource hence uh, we had to opt in uh, an api which is less taxing on the battery itself then comes the role of ble which is a low power wireless communication technology uh, which we can use to transfer uh, a small amount of information between the nearby devices and hence compared to this traditional bluetooth apis uh, it is very low on battery consumption oh okay and uh, i mean how did this ble come into existence do you can you shed some light on that so for the history uh, this idea was already there from 2001 the researchers at nokia back in 2001 uh, they came up with an idea of developing a wireless technology uh, adapted from this bluetooth standard itself uh, which would provide the low power usage and cost and while minimizing its difference from the bluetooth technology we already had and the technology then they developed uh, which was first released to the public in october 2006 uh, with the brand name vibri so that was already there then we have uh, a uh, bluetooth sig that is the standard organization for all the bluetooth standards the licensing and the trademarking so with the after the negotiation with their members uh, there was an agreement uh, in 2007 to include this vibri in future uh, bluetooth specification as bluetooth ultra low power technology and then they finally integrated this in uh, bluetooth 4.0 in summer 2009 with the name this ble bluetooth low energy and uh, does ble have any uh, other uh, significant advantages over the traditional bluetooth api yeah indeed uh, it's very easy to communicate and connect through ble um we have a better pairing speed and energy efficiency if i compare ble with the classic bluetooth and one more good thing about ble is uh, it remains in sleep mode constantly except for when i need some communication this this plays a uh, basically a major role in this low power consumption and you you can say almost half of what normal bluetooth consumes okay that sounds cool neharika in terms of introduction and history of ble can you deep dive in terms of the architecture of ble and enlighten us and our listeners about the same yeah i learned so much while working on this technology and i will be happy to share that so ble can send data and receive the data as well as if i say about the ble world uh, we have two terms uh, scanner and the advertiser the one who is receiving data we call it as a scanner and the one who is advertising broadcasting the data we call it as a advertiser so once your app is configured with ble uh, it can act both as as a scanner as well as uh, an advertiser okay uh, but i have a skepticism is the api even stable let's say especially in android let's say there is so much fragmentation problem in android and even people are not uh, upgraded to the latest android yet so did you face any problem uh, uh, due to android versions and its fragmentation well it's android uh, okay. there will always be some if and buts so up till android 4.3 uh, android could only act as a receiver uh, there we had this uh, scanning thing only this bli advertisement was introduced in android lollipop that is android 5.0 uh, and we had drastic scanning improvements like 
getting the results in batch uh filtering out the results which are of your interest only and adjusting the scanning modes also so hence uh considering all these things we had kept the minimum version for arok setu as android lollipop only uh what about the core architecture of bli what does that look like so the bli architecture uh, it is divided into three parts uh, the application layer host and the controller layer the application layer is is it is basically the highest layer which is responsible for containing all the user interfaces and all the top level apis uh, that we developers use to interact with uh, with the underlying bli hardware Okay. and it it is separate for each platform like android or ios and even for some oems like sony oneplus etc okay then we have the host layer which which uh, all also have another layers under it uh, the gap gad att logical link control security manager and the hardware controller interface that is <laughs> hci <laughs> oh uh, you lost me there nyarika what is this gap gat and all Uh, are the protocols yeah so so the gap uh, it it is basically the generic access profile uh, it specifies uh, how the devices are going to perform all the control procedures like uh, the device discovery <clears throat> connections security establishment all the things uh, come under generic access profile okay uh, let me give you some example uh, let's say i want to communicate with you Uh, so what will be my speed of talking and if i am talking about something important should i say it loudly should i advertise it loudly or should i just whisper about it what will be my range of listening uh, will be will i be uh, listening for 1 km distant people or 2 km and and for how much time two persons will connect so how are we going to achieve this communication uh, these all things are getting handled by gap only then we have att uh, attribute protocol and the gat it's just nothing um, you can just term it as client server protocol uh, which basically defines how the data you are sending you are advertising is organized and exchanged between uh, different applications and and the data you are sending um, it is always organized in the form of attributes we have this term attributes for that uh they all have their own identifiers as well as permissions like uh one can read about read them or one can modify them or not uh like now uh, i am i am talking to you i i want to share a piece of information with you but i don't want you to alter it i i just want ki if i am sharing some information it should remain intact so so you will be you will be accepting this from my side that you want alter it so there are some rules a set of rules and principles which which two persons will be following while communicating or or i can say it, it and term it as a protocol only okay uh, well that's a good way to understand all these protocols i guess i mean even a 5 year old me could have understood that the way you explained it so uh, you also mentioned something called a security manager and a logical link controller etc so what are these controller interfaces okay now sending data is not enough uh, it it ought to be secure also right so uh, we have security manager uh, which is both a protocol and a series of security algos which basically allows the peers 
to communicate securely over an encrypted link means now uh, i i can trust the identity of the remote drive device i i can trust you with your identity and i can just communicate without worrying about my information leakage or you you'll be doing some wrong usage there Uh, then we have the logical link control and adapt adaptation protocol. Uh, we have this, uh, this term L to cap there. So basically, this layer provides two pieces of functionality. Uh, the first one is uh, it serves as a protocol multiplexer. Basically, you just take multiple protocols, all the set in uh, of rules and principles from the upper layers, and encapsulates them into the standard BLE packet format. so ble world understands the ble packet format only so it basically encapsulates them into that format only secondly we uh, we have uh, this functionality as it also performs fragmentation and recombination it basically takes all the large packets from the upper layers and break them into chunks to to just draw a simple comparison uh, i can give you an example uh, you can take l to cap as uh, same as tcp Uh, as like tcp where it allows a wide range of protocols to just seamlessly coexist through a single physical link and each can have a, a different packet size and and its requirement so yeah this is all about l to cap then we have the last one which is the hci hardware controller interface uh, it it basically have all the set of commands and events for the host and the controllers so through that uh, they can uh, interact to each other and uh, they all have their own data packet format and all the set of rules for all the flow how the flow will go uh, between the host and controller so everything comes under this uh, hardware controller interface so the host layer is stacked with these protocols right and uh, that take care of various things beat security and what not but what about controller what is its job Uh, so you can consider controller like the root of the architecture tree of BLE, uh, and it it contains two layers: the physical layer and the link layer, namely uh, which do, does the real leg work. As uh, the physical layer contains the analog communication circuitry, uh, which is uh, capable of doing all the modulation and demodulation of analog signals, and then transforming them into the digital symbols. then we have the link layer uh, which directly interfaces with the physical layer and it is basically uh, implemented as a combination of the custom hardware and and the software also uh, we have different roles for ble and this link layer helps in forming that too uh, we have some roles as advertiser scanner master slave uh, advertiser is basically when a device is uh, broadcasting some packets scanner is uh, when a device is scanning for the packets which are broadcasted uh, the master is uh, when we initiate some connection and managing all those the slave is basically uh, which is accepting the connections from the master so yeah these are the different roles uh, which are handled through this link layer and yeah this is all about the architecture of blr and the protocol stack and that was indeed really helpful niharika although it was also a lot of theory and uh, you know i don't get theory without practical so uh, let's talk about the ble implementation that you guys have done in arogya setu app and uh, how did you guys go about doing it 
okay yeah sure uh, so as all i already told you uh, that the idea behind the app is uh, contact tracing and so first we uh, what we need to do is uh, establish connection between the two devices and to do that uh, the very first thing uh, we want uh, we want to have is uh, make sure your user is bluetooth is on he he has given the permissions for bluetooth and bluetooth admin as now we are going to initiate the connections the device discovery etc uh, these uh, these needs to be done uh, before we do any kind of connections now uh, i will be initiating the data sending and we have a term for it uh, that is advertisement in the bali world and can you tell a bit more about what advertisement is okay so uh, advertisement like in uh, real world um, if you take that um, it's an advertisement which you see even if you don't intend to uh, similarly in pli advertisement uh, device broadcast the data packets to all the nearby devices uh, and even to the ones uh, it hasn't created a connection uh, to before uh, so does this consumes a lot of battery niharika uh, especially for the device who is advertising now uh, basically that's a interesting part here um, as the sending device only wakes up uh, when it wants to advertise uh, means when when i am broadcasting the information i will be waking up at that time only uh, otherwise the device is in sleep mode so this advertisement is uh, very light on battery power consumption uh, okay so how does the bailey broadcasting works then Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, my name is Niharika, and I work at One MG. So I will be broadcasting this information to others to recognize me as an individual, right? Similarly, uh, we we broadcast data in BLE world to recognize a device as a unique person. And now, how it actually happens is um, there is a Bluetooth adapter class which is responsible for the local device adapter in your device. and we we get an instance of a bluetooth le advertiser from it then with this advertiser instance uh, we invoke the start advertising api uh, to which we pass the advertise settings data and a callback for success or failure of the broadcast uh, got it uh, can you elaborate about these attributes of the advertising api uh, let's say what is advertising settings okay so there are two settings uh, that we are most interested in uh, the first one is advertise mode uh, which basically signifies that how after how much interval uh, a packet will will be broadcasting again and uh, you can say this is inversely proportional uh, to the amount of power uh, you are going to uh, consume and that's why we have the modes with the names like advertise mode low power balanced uh, latency etc there so lesser the advertising interval uh, and more the power consumption will be there and but the advantage of the low interval is that we we have a greater chance uh, to get scanned by others and therefore in rok setu uh, we have used a mix of all the three depending on the population uh, we have we have in the proximity there and this this has enabled us to maximize detection uh, without uh, compromising more on the user's battery and the second one uh, to take a note is uh, tx power level uh, that is our transmission power level basically uh, which which defines the broadcasting range for us uh, like a higher level will be having higher uh, and larger area uh, in which uh, devices will be able to 
find it but it will also uh, drain your battery more uh, we, we have some values like uh, TX power ultra low low medium and high for it and for Aroki Setu we just needed to scan uh, the trees uh, the close contacts only and for that we just chose the ultra low for our case okay got it and uh, what about advertised data and callback uh, so basically in advertised data uh, we set some information like uh, device name pen fixture data service uuid uh, this uuid is nothing uh, just a unique identifier for your advertisement and for arogi setu we are just advertising the name uh, which is um, anyways unique and we we are getting the value for that name uh, from the backend itself uh, after that to uniquely identify our app um, or you can say this uh, uniquely identify the packets uh, that are coming from our app only uh, we are setting an identifier through a method uh, we have that uh, set service uuid and and then we just build it now uh, we are all set with advertisement data we are just sending this uh, name and setting the service uuid there and the only thing to keep in mind uh, whenever you are doing this advertisement um, that there is a limit to how much uh, you can send in advertised data and that limit is uh, 31 bytes 31 bytes uh, that's a strange number why only 31 bytes well, the guys who created BLE uh, for this limit, so technically we have no say here, uh, but uh, we do have control over how we utilize these uh, 31 bytes. Um, okay. Now, uh, as I mentioned, uh, we have sent the unique device name, uh, which is of 8 bytes. Uh, we have a service UUID, uh, which is of 16 bytes. And we have a connectable flag there, uh, which takes 1 byte. And with every data type we send, uh, BLE basically adds two bytes header uh, to distinguish among uh, different data types. This, these among uh, advertised data types, uh, like the device name is one data type, the service UUID is another data type. So now on the whole, uh, we have eight plus two bytes name, uh, 16 plus two bytes service UUID, and one plus two bytes uh, is the connectable flag. And if you combine these all, uh, this makes up to uh, 31 bytes. And now for the last one, you asked uh, advertise callback. Um, we just create them to get an, the operation status, the how if the, your advertisement is a success or, or not. So you just implement the methods like on start and failure. And you, you can print the logs there. Or uh, if your advertisement is failing, you can just restart. So you can do those things there. Okay, okay. Uh, I guess advertising is sorted now. Uh, but what about receiving the broadcasted data though? Uh, what all do we need for it? Yeah, just uh, just sending the data is not enough. Uh, there will be something so that we can receive that information too. And for that, uh, the process to receive that information, uh, the broadcast data, uh, we have the term BLE scanning there. And the first thing to keep in mind when you are doing this BLE scanning uh, is that you add this uh, extra permission, the location permission. And if you remember, I, I mentioned earlier that as Bluetooth APIs can be used to locate a user, so your, your scanning will fail if you are not adding this location permission. So make sure you are adding it. 
now to start the scanning uh, we have scan filters um, like you have some filters that you can filter out the results in in which you are interested in and for example like i am getting a bunch of information from multiple bla advertisers um, which are unrelated to arogya setu and i i don't want to uh, see those results i don't want to receive those results right uh, if if remember i set a service U, uh, uid the service identifier to identify the packet that this is coming from my app only and, and it's obvious that i will be interested in listening to that only so we put a filter of uh, service uid and then we build it now as we created advertise settings for bla advertising uh, we have scan settings for bla scanning uh, with a similar configurations there and uh, are these also called scan settings scan data and scan callback uh, uh right well almost um, it's scanning setting and uh, scan callbacks uh, and through scan callbacks basically you are getting all the scan results so would you be explaining these or is it open to interpretation don't worry i i will explain that too um, so basically uh, we have the scan settings uh, which governs the frequency of the scanner and like we had for advertising uh, we are using all the interval modes based on the proximity uh, based on the population around and uh, we we have another uh, method uh, with scan settings uh, set five uh we can we can set the physical layer or the range of transmission reception you can see um by by default uh, the value for set five is uh, all supported that means uh, if uh, if your device is uh, able to support 10 meters range 20 meters range 2 kilometers range it will be scanning for all the ranges but do we need that i uh, for for arogya setu i don't think so Uh, as as we needed to scan only the the close contacts which are in our proximity only uh, so we have set the value as uh, phi le 1m uh, we we uh, at with this we can just scan up to 10 to 15 meters and then uh, send the data the raw data to the backend and refilter there lastly uh, we have scan callbacks um, and this is the interesting one uh, as uh, we get the, all the scan results with the scan callbacks uh, we create callback instances and there are many methods as on scan result on back scan result and uh, the last one is uh, on scan failure okay as i can clearly see in the scanning part uh, we have various callbacks can you explain them briefly also sure uh, so on batch scan results um, we can use it uh, if you want to deliver your results after a delay uh, like for example i want my scan results to be received after 10 minutes of delay so after after 10 minutes uh, you will be getting a list of all the scan information uh, in between those 10 minutes Uh, then you have on scan result um, and this is the main one uh, where we are getting all the device information uh, the scan records which are containing other information as the transmission power rssi uh, rssi is nothing the uh, just the received signal strength and and uh, i can tell you that uh, this is the major factor in approximating the distance between the two devices then we also get the time stamp for all the packet scan and all these are just helping us in calculating the risk 
basically the time and the closeness are the major factors uh, which are helping us in deciding the risk for an individual then we have the last one as on scan failure uh, which basically states the error code for why why this scan failed and you can just get the status from it now uh, you can see uh, we have uh, uh, this all scan uh, information here now uh, all this work of advertisement and scanning uh, this is getting done in a service which is basically a foreground service uh, that means we are always running in the background even if your application is killed from recent or even after the boot itself um, as uh, there's a reason behind it as you always need to scan every time the person meets someone or he's going out so you need to trace others every time right so we needed something uh, by which we can scan in background too so we had used this uh, foreground service now all the rssi unique identifiers basically that is our device name the timestamp and other information these are helping us in calculating the risk for an individual uh, so where basically whenever a person gets positive and he shares his data with the government uh, his risk and the risk for his individual uh, with whom he came in contact with and uh, all these are getting calculated on the back end and that's how the risk profiling basically works that that sounds simple and and it is also fascinating uh, but do you, did you also face any challenges while implementing the bluetooth ble apart from obviously the android fragmentation okay yeah many actually um, we struggled with a lot of things to start off with uh, few that uh, come to my mind are uh, we uh, we had a technical challenge as um, in crowded areas how to handle uh, the collision handling and the packets dropping when when there are a large number of devices around for scanning uh, as well as advertisement and with your android bluetooth apis uh, we have a limitation that we don't have any backup schemes so um, for the solution uh, as an alternative to the backup schemes uh, what we are doing is we are um, changing the advertisement scanning intervals uh, based on the population in the proximity of the current device so uh, it is not only helping us in the battery thing uh, by just uh, making it dormant when the user is at the comfort of home uh, it is also solving the problem of efficiency when it is needed the most and at a sum of cost of battery itself and we have termed this all process as adaptive scanning and i can tell you that this wasn't there in any other contact tracing app uh, till the time uh, we implemented it so yeah this has surely helped us in better scanning performance nehrika uh, you told us about android uh, what about ios were there any limitations there yeah for ios uh, we faced many different type of problems um, as in ios devices uh, they are not able to scan in the required way uh, when they go in background uh, as they have some framework restrictions and to counter this problem uh, we had gad implementation so uh, basically what gad does is uh, through gad the devices can actually talk to each other and i will tell you how is this going to help us 
like like when i i was just doing the advertisement i i was just broadcasting and and there was no acknowledgement uh, or actual communication happening there right i don't care if someone is there at the receiving end or not and so it it was uh, just like i am just broadcasting the information there but with gat uh, what we can do is uh, we can make the device to talk to each other and keep themselves alive during the connection and to do all these things uh, what you need to do is uh, you need to set a property connectable when you are advertising your data uh, and set the value as true and uh, if i talk about the implementation detail uh, we basically open a gat server uh, then we define a service which have a unique identifier for it and likewise it contains some characteristics with bunch of data information which which we want to send to the other other person uh, and all characteristics uh, have their own identifiers for them we what we are doing is uh, we are setting the name and uh, the another characteristics which is uh, the finger characteristics uh, with a value boolean value as true and uh, we just add that service to our servers and exposing that now how ios is uh, taking benefit from it um, what ios is doing is basically finding out the person who is willing to talk so that it can remain alive in the background and for that uh, i as i mentioned the finger characteristics uh, it has a value uh, true there and uh, it just ping again and again to remain alive and it, it just break the connection uh, when the device goes uh, very far away from it and this is how we solve the limitation in scanning in ios well that's very clever actually and uh... so did you also face any cross platform difficulties uh, in scanning or advertisement between say and, and ios indeed so with adaptive scanning uh, we saw all the uh, issue for packets dropping um, and the other is uh, that gat server uh, through which we saw this ios to ios and ios to android scanning but we were uh, still left with the issue of android to ios scan as uh, android was uh, not able to scan ios there and to tackle that problem uh, we implemented reverse search on our servers itself so uh, let's say i am in android app and you are in ios app but now i am uh, not able to detect you uh, but as uh, we uh, mentioned that gat is uh, there so ios is able to detect me so my information uh, is getting captured by you which which states that uh, we came in contact right so whenever one of us gets at a risk uh, we search the other person in their contact and just evaluate the risk there but um, i must say there are still many uh, vulnerabilities in brute technologies um, that have to be patched at the operating system level itself and we just therefore urge users to uh just uh, update uh, their operating systems regularly and even for ios users i know it's quite impossible but just we just encourage them uh, to be in foreground mode uh, at least for the time uh, when they are going out uh yes at least that is what all of us can do put our phone in the foreground to tackle this pandemic thanks nigarika i guess we learned a great a lot of deal today right vivek starting from what bluetooth architecture is going deep in terms of uh, its three components uh, application host and controller 
then we move to the advertising part how we are sending data and the callbacks similarly the scanning part with its set of data and callback and also you also thankfully mentioned the various difficulties that you face between all these platform ios to ios beat and your clever solution of using the gat server or the adaptive scanning uh, so i arugasitu team is doing a really good job it has sent a set a benchmark for all the other even the countries to how to go about building a contact tracing app uh, in my opinion it has also faced some flack initially not being open source and people being very skeptical about what all data it's uh, is fetching and you have clarified a great a lot about that also okay why we need the location permission and why we are how we are not storing it on a server and, and you guys are using it to create the hotspot so that was really enlightening so do you have anything else to ask vivek no you know i mean these guys have done a great job and uh, you know i don't have any questions anymore uh, uh, we have we don't have any question we have great deal of pride at least we have you guys have done a really good job and thanks neharika thanks for taking out the time and sharing uh, this in the inside out of arogya setu maybe whatever all you can are allowed to share <laughs> uh, if we look uh, with that angle so thanks for that we hope we to have you on our podcast in future also for various other episodes. Take care. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.